voice of the world, the sound with the beat, the sound that sets you tapping your feet. Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure. The sound of the news, rhythm and blues, Tchaikovsky swing, whatever you choose. Radio, the sound of year-round pleasure. Welcome to All Things Radio, your weekly radio magazine, with radio news from a national perspective, call letter and format changes, sports news, featured radio stations from yesterday and today, your voicemails and phone calls, as well as special guests and featured segments. And now here's your host, Bill Sparks. Educate, syncopate, radio communicate, radio, the sound of year-round pleasure. Well, a very good evening from a very cold Indianapolis, Indiana. And we don't really have any radio news to talk about tonight, so I can just play <laughs> no, the features. No, not not no, much. That and the world of baseball have been very quiet lately. Right, yeah. <laughs> nothing going on. We, we have nothing. Yeah. But we do have a new button here. It's a Jeff mute button. So <laughs> whenever, if, if somebody said Jeff's talking too much, I can hit a button. Okay. It's, it's called the nuclear option, right, Bill? Right. Yeah. It's, it's a new button for <laughs> Jeff. What, what was that Cheech and Chong thing? Basketball been very good to me, and maybe that maybe that's appropriate. For <laughs> that, that was on the Saturday good. Night Live. The Saturday yeah. Night Live. Baseball, they, they, they baseball been very, very good to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, Jeff. Well, we have a busy, how do I say this? Radio news. First of all, we'll start things off with our radio news segment. And, you know, I always say it was a very busy week this week in the world of broadcasting. But I will tell you that this week has probably been one of the busiest weeks that I have worked on. And we've been doing this podcast for almost 11 years and this radio show for almost 11 years. And we're going to hear about the works going on at iHeart, iHeart Media. It's a big blood, big bloodbath. That's all I can say. It's a bloodbath. That's all you can say about it. We've got a better for Sparks caller and format changes. We have our calls and feedback section. And in Bill's featured section, we're going to talk about a plane crash in Evansville, Indiana. We'll talk about that. In our featured station segment, we're traveling to Greenville, South Carolina. In Albany, New York, we're going to listen to variety hits in South Carolina. And in Albany, New York, we're going to hear how iHeartMedia does classic rock on Pix 106. There, uh, Albany has the 518 area code. And kind of Chris gave me that suggestion being, why don't you do something in area code 518 since this is our 518th program. In our classic section, we're going to take care of a, of a radio station, which you don't get to hear too much on radio air checks. It's WYNY in New York from 1980. I don't have a date on it. It's Ed Bear filling in for Dan Daniel. All in all, a very busy show and lots and lots and lots to talk about. Just a few little things. Is it time for Jeff's award-winning news? He finally got something to talk about this week. So let's let Jeff take it away. I'm Jeff Bennett for All Things Radio, and here's what's happening in the world of broadcasting. A major reorganization hits iHeartMedia, and let the bloodbath begin. Going to sail for WGN be in the works? We'll let you know what's happening on the street, and continue our look at the Nielsen December personal people meter readings. To say that it was a busy week this week in the world of broadcasting would certainly be an understatement. A bombshell hit the radio world when iHeartMedia disclosed two things. First of all, iHeartMedia is going through a reorganization of its radio markets. The radio markets are going to be broken up into three divisions. The regional division, which contains large areas of the country, such as New York, Los Angeles, San Francisco, Chicago, Washington, D.C., just to name a few. The markets are also going to be broken up into smaller areas, and these are metro areas with smaller stations and smaller geographic areas and local areas comprising smaller radio markets. Along with these organizational changes, lots of cutbacks have been made at iHeartMedia, and many individuals have lost their jobs. Bob Pittman, CEO of iHeartMedia, says that they're going to take advantage of the technology which they've been using for a long, long time. They've invested lots of money in technology, and they're going to use 
this technology along with artificial intelligence, and iHeartMedia will be doing a lot more voice tracking. The company will be using voice tracking centers throughout the United States, and individuals who currently work for iHeartMedia will be asked to voice track for more radio stations than they have been doing in the past. We don't have time to list all the people who have been laid off, but let's just take a look at some of the markets. In Indianapolis, Indiana, the live local sports show that was heard on radio station WNDE AM is gone. Say so long to Jay Query and Derek Schultz, who have been hosting a live local sports show for the past eight years. In Cleveland, Ohio, say so long to Afternoon Drive personality Don Jackson, whose position was eliminated for radio station WMJI-FM, which programs a classic its format. He had been with the radio station for 18 years. And in Chicago, Illinois, is this a thing to come for the future of the company? All three remaining local air shifts in the evenings have been eliminated. Gone is Trace Hamilton, who had been doing evenings at radio station WEBG-FM with a country format. Moondog has been eliminated for radio station WGCI-FM with its hip-hop format. And finally, Chris Michael's position has been eliminated at radio station WVAZ-FM with its urban adult contemporary format. And the list goes on and on. Cutbacks were made throughout the company all over the United States. Cutbacks were made in Syracuse, New York, Sussex, New Jersey, and North Carolina as well, just to name a few. And the cutbacks will continue through the next few weeks, and we'll keep you appraised on this in future All Things Radio live broadcasts. Is a sale imminent at radio station WGN? We really don't know. But a story in Crane Chicago Business indicates that such a sale is possible. All the major changes that have been made at radio station WGN were made to prep the station for a sale. However, the folks at Nextstar, owners of radio station WGN AM, were not happy with the Crane Chicago Business article, and they removed Crane Chicago Business from the schedule at radio station WGN. We'll let you know more about this in a future All Things Radio live broadcast. Now let's take a quick look and find out what's happening on the street. What comes around goes around, and that's what's happened at radio station WLGX-FM in Louisville, Kentucky, as iHeartMedia has brought back the Gen X format. We'll provide you with an air check of this format in next week's All Things Radio live broadcast. What about the format that's coming up this year? Last year, it was soft rock. The year before, it was alternative rock. And this year, it seems to be variety hits. We've seen variety hits hit the airwaves in Greenville, South Carolina, and other radio markets. And in Omaha, Nebraska, a variety of stations has hit the airwaves. Radio station KOOO-FM has dropped its classic rock in favor of variety hits and will provide you with an air check of this radio station in next week's All Things Radio podcast as well. In Pensacola, Florida, a new adult contemporary radio station is on the air via a translator on 94.5. The station is calling themselves The Blend and will provide you with an air check of this radio station in a future All Things Radio podcast as well. Folks living in Tampa, Florida are noticing changes at radio station WMTX-FM as iHeartRadio has quietly changed the format of the radio station from hot adult contemporary to adult contemporary. Folks living in Miami, Florida might be wondering what happened to the morning host at radio station WEBR-FM. The morning host's name is Trick Daddy. However, he's not around these days because he was arrested this past weekend for possession of cocaine. We'll let you know more about this in the future All Things Radio broadcast. Now it's time to continue our look at the Nielsen Personal People Meter ratings for December. In Washington, D.C., Christmas was definitely a factor. The number one ranked radio station is WAMU-FM. That's the public broadcaster with a news, talk, and information format. However, the number two ranked radio station is WASH-FM with an adult contemporary format, and they were definitely playing Christmas music. Finally, the number three ranked radio station in the nation's capital is WTOP-FM with its all-news operation. In Boston, Massachusetts, the number one ranked radio station is WROR-FM with a classic its format. The number two ranked radio station is WMJX-FM with an adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three ranked radio station in Boston, Massachusetts is WXKS-FM with a pop CHR format. In Miami, Florida, the number one ranked radio station is WFEZ-FM with an adult contemporary format. The number two ranked radio station is WLYF-FM also with an adult contemporary format. Finally, the number three ranked radio station in Miami, Florida is WHQT-FM with an urban adult contemporary format. In Seattle, Washington, the number one ranked radio station is KRWM-FM with an adult contemporary format and they were definitely playing Christmas music. The number two ranked radio station was KQMV-FM with a pop CHR format and 
And finally, the number three rank radio station in Seattle, Washington, was KUOWFM. That's the public broadcaster with a news, talk, and information format. In Detroit, Michigan, the number one rank radio station is WNICFM with an adult contemporary format, and they were definitely playing Christmas music. The number two rank radio station is WOMCFM with a classic hits format. And finally, the number three rank radio station in the Motor City was WRIFFM with a rock format. In Phoenix, Arizona, the number one rank radio station definitely playing Christmas music was KESZFM with an adult contemporary format. The number two rank radio station was KIOTFM with an adult hits format. And finally, the number three rank radio station in Phoenix, Arizona is KOOLFM with a classic hits format. In Minneapolis, Minnesota, the number one rank radio station is KFXNFM with an all sports format. The number two rank radio station is KSTPFM with a hot adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three rank radio station in Minneapolis, Minnesota is KTISFM with a contemporary Christian format. In San Diego, California, the number one rank radio station is KYXYFM with an adult contemporary format, and they were definitely playing Christmas music. The number two rank radio station is KPBSFM. That's the public broadcaster with a news, talk, and information format. And finally, the number three rank radio station in San Diego, California is KXSNFM with an adult contemporary format. In the Tampa St. Petersburg, Florida market, the number one rank radio station is WDUVFM with an adult contemporary format. The number two rank radio station, and I don't believe we've ever seen this before, is radio station WCIE FM with a contemporary Christian format. And finally, the number three rec radio station in Tampa, Florida is WXGLFM with a classic hits format. Out in Denver, Colorado, the number one rec radio station is KOSI FM with an adult contemporary format and they were playing Christmas music. The number two rec radio station is KCFR FM. That's the public broadcaster with a news, talk, and information format. And finally, the number three rec radio station in Denver, Colorado was KRFX FM with a classic rock format. In Baltimore, Maryland, the number one rec radio station is WWIN FM with an urban format. The number two rec radio station, and they were definitely playing Christmas music, is WLIF-FM with an adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three rec radio station in Baltimore, Maryland, is WERQ-FM with an urban adult contemporary format. Finally, in St. Louis, Missouri, the number one rec radio station is KSHE-FM with a classic rock format. The number two rec radio station is KEZK-FM with an adult contemporary format. And finally, the number three rec radio station in St. Louis, Missouri is KLOU-FM with a classic hits format. Finally, according to those media monitors, here are the top commercials you heard on the radio this past week. Number one, and we haven't seen this ever as number one, is Progressive Insurance, followed by VIX, Geico Insurance, Walmart, and the digital entertainment outlets. Seriously, if you have any comments concerning this portion of the podcast, there are many ways you can get in touch with me. First of all, you can send me an email. My email address is Jeff, that's J-E-F-F Jeff, at allthingsradio.net. Or you can send me a voicemail with our feedback line. The phone number is 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595. And hit option two for the podcast team. For all things radio, I'm Jeff Bennett. It's time once again for listener calls and feedback. To get in touch with the podcast team, call 800-693-0595 and hit option two for the podcast team. Hey, this is Bonnie in Southern California. Great to have you all back. I wanted to follow up on actually something from December on Smooth Jazz, and I appreciate you playing that station in Cleveland before it went off the air. If any of your listeners still like Smooth Jazz, as I do, there are other places to listen on the internet. You can tell Lady A to play Smooth Jazz K-I-F-M on radio.com. Another source, you can ask Lady A to play K-S-B-R. And of course, iHeart has the Smooth Jazz channel, which I've listened to, and it's okay. I think that's it for today. Thanks. Listener comments are always welcome, so give us a call on that feedback line 800-693-0595 That's 800-693-0595 and hit option 2 for the podcast team. Let the fun begin.
Okay. <laughs> by, by, the, uh, by the way, Jeff, before we get to the big discussion, a couple of things. Number one, let's take care of the easy one first. This one broke just a little while ago, as if baseball didn't need any more breaking news. Jerry Schimmel is out as one of the voices of the Colorado Rockies. Not sure of the reason behind it, but Jerry Schimmel is out. Also, with that iHeart thing, we had a situation in Des Moines where people rose up. The listeners and the advertisers rose up. Sports station KXNO. Uh, everybody got to work on Tuesday. Uh, the morning show finished their show, and they were told they were let go, that being Travis Justice, Heather Burnside, and Sean Roberts. Uh, also, Ross Peterson and, and uh, Chris Williams, Andrew Downs, who was, Ant Downs was a producer, they were all let go. Uh, but the listeners and the advertisers rose up, and today at about uh, 12.45, it was announced that KXNO was coming back. Everybody will return to their same shift on Tuesday, and they are also now going to have an FM sports station. That will be at 106.3 KDXA, or the call letters now, but it will be K- it'll be the KXNO sports station. And that's pretty big, because normally when iHeart makes a decision, they normally don't come back from it. Yeah, I'm wondering yeah. about Perry, if that, that also means that iHeart's probably saying, we really didn't want to keep these people, and we're probably going to find a way to sell this radio station. And I bet that's that, what's That going very out. well could be, because well, I've, be heard, all right. it's I've heard rumors. I wish they would sell WBZ. You know, that's the point yeah. now. There were more people that we found out. Uh, uh, Deb Lawler was let go. She'd been there at least 20 years. She used to work with Gary years. LaPierre. 35 years. 35 years. 35 years. Because, all right. Because yeah. didn't she work, She also worked, I believe, in the afternoon at one point. So that, yeah, it, I think it, wasn't she did. Always, it wasn't always mornings. They also got right. rid of Bradley J, who was their yep, all-night the person. all-night guy. And yeah. they got rid of uh, the producer for the w, WZLX, yeah. who does, produces the morning show there. And okay. they got rid of people. We don't know. I think, they, I think they got rid of Tom Cuddy. And, and i got to tell uh, you, though, he, they've got to get also. somebody. They, yeah, and, but let me tell you what, what happened yesterday. It was stupid. The, the sports guy, you know, he's talking about, uh, you know, uh, Cora and uh, all that, which he should be. Then he says that the Bruins are playing tomorrow night against Pittsburgh. He forgot that the Celtics were playing last night, which is the night he's talking on, at the Garden <laughs> against Detroit. I mean, if you're going to do the sport and you're not there, because he isn't, I've heard him on the weekends. I think he's in New York somewhere. You've got to actually look at your sports page for your, your city and find out on the schedule and see if you maybe want to mention the Celtics game that's actually there instead of the Bruins tomorrow. Uh, here's another and as for your thing, though, Jeff, with, with the, you had said they may eventually sell that station, it has been rumored for quite a number of years that iHeart would like to sell their stations in, in, in the Iowa market. They would like to sell their small and medium-sized market stations. That's, the other, that's the correct. Other, the other thing is someone had tweeted, and I follow the Twitter feeds going around, that why can't Cumulus and Intercom pick these people up? They, they may pick some of them up, but they're not going to be able to pick up all of the people. No. And the damage that has been done now is going to be irreparably repaired. Now, for example, Bob Ferry and I lived I lived in Syracuse for many years, and that yeah. market was decimated. Uh, WYYY, which is the local station, used to be WSYR, was owned by Newhouse, and ultimately through all the ownership yep. it's owned by iHeartMedia, lost their morning show with Pat McMahon. They also yep. lost their midday host, I think his name was Jim Don. Uh, Jim Donovan? Jim Donovan. Well, he went by Jim, Big Jim Donovan, but his real name was Jim Dunigan. And Dunigan, and he was also, did news there, he's gone. Uh, I know they fired weekend people, but a lot of the people don't realize is that a lot of people who were fired were behind the scenes, people that you would never know. Right. Engineers, right. producers, production people. Yes. And, yes. And Somebody like Deb Lawler, with the two strong NPR stations we have, we still have people, we got Joe Matthew over on uh, GBH, for, 
example, from oh, DC. She, was there. She, she won't have a problem finding a job. No, no, she'll get she'll get something. And Tom Cuddy is he's been he was also besides sending things to BZ, he was also send, sending things to other stations around the around New England. You know, as the Boston sports reporter kind of guy. So he'll still yeah. be uh, and, you know eating. And, they, and I know they, meal. I can't remember the name of the guy. They just the only New York City casualty so far is the is the evening talk show that was on WOR host, host, uh, hosted locally. And I'll get that information for you in, in next week's show. Yeah. It's, and in the case, in the case of like we're Perry and Des Moines, whether they sell it or keep it, you know, sell it, keep it, whatever. In a way, the protest with the 1460s, just guessing, 1460s probably not a great signal. So them going on 1063 with that format is probably going to help it for yeah, well, if they do. That, that, even what they're they saying, Sean. Yeah, what they're saying, Sean, is is one of our Trent Condon, one of the hosts on that station went to the final four up in Minneapolis last year and he was talking to people up there and he asked people at K-Fan, you know, because K-Fan was very low and now K-Fan is doing well and he asked them what their what it was and they said for the biggest thing that they ever did was no talent change or anything is when they added that FM market. Right. Yeah. Let me ask and you a question, oh, yeah. Bob Ferry, I want to ask you a question. You lived in Syracuse even longer than I you know, from from your personal, you knew people in the media in Syracuse. What does it mean to a, a, a community like cent, of Central New York, from your opinion? Um, I hate to put it to you guys this way, but the public in general has become so insensitive right. to radio personalities and who's on what that they could care less. Yeah, and I, I would know, agree the, with you. The, there's a lot more people out there like your daughter. You know, what does your daughter say, Jeff? Yeah. My, my, I got to talk about my oldest daughter hates radio. She would right. rather <laughs> go in the car, and, and, and she would rather go in the car. And I, I was right. with her, as a matter of fact, I was with her yesterday. We uh, I had to do some light food shopping, and she said, well, I need some things as well. I said, well, let's go to the supermarket together. And we drove over, or she drove over to one of the supermarkets here in Albany, and she had Spotify on listening to Israeli rock music. She, All right. She there you loves, go, something different. She, she became Jewish, and she likes Israeli music. And she said, well, I couldn't get that on the regular radio stations that I listen to. So why? Right. And I don't want to hear radio because I don't, I don't like the commercials. Brenna, on the yep. other hand, if she if she likes the hot adult contemporary format of WRVE in Albany, if I change a song that she likes, she gets upset. But she also is a radio listener, mainly in the car. And she also is a, is a person who likes to listen to music via Spotify and YouTube. So she says, if I can't hear the song that I want when I want to hear it, I'll just go to YouTube or I'll go to Spotify, find the song I want to listen to and listen to it. You so, know, and look at what, and, and my I gave the example earlier, and we talk about this all the time and various examples. Look at how uh, Sirius XM, Sirius came in and ruined XM. And what did they have two or three years later? More subscribers for the whole system because the people got them in their cars. People had other things, other reasons that they got them for. They got them for the sport. They got them for this or that. And they didn't even notice that the music was crap anymore and that it used to be great. It was much better when it was just XM. Here's the other part of the problem. You can't even buy. I think you may be able to buy some aftermarket. You you can't buy an XM home unit anymore. They don't really sell them. If you go to Best Buy or you go to any of the big box stores that normally sell electronics, there is the XM radio. You You got the phone app or Alexa or a car unit or that's That's it. You you, you got it, Sean. So, I mean, and and in Albany, New York, the capital of New York City, where you would think that New Yorkers would be upset about it, Bob, I think you might be right. Not one thing was mentioned on the television stations about all the layoffs that I had. Not one mention of it. I saw it. When I walk down the street in my neighborhood, and I hear music coming out of cars. It's not from the radio. Oh no! Oh, some of the no, service it's true. It's no, not no, from wait, 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 I don't even know where it's from. It's very rare to hear radio in a car. And Bob, what did you say about Syracuse? Go ahead. I, 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 you, we interrupted you. Go ahead about Syracuse one more time. You said something. I, I, I missed it. Oh, uh, Syracuse. Um, yeah, no, I don't remember. Now. Well, was, was, was there a lot of news about it in the paper?
papers? Because you read the papers in, in the on, yes. on. Okay, so there was. So, and I'm sure that the Times Union had some news about it as well. Again, I got a call from a friend of mine who works at one of the radio stations. She's asked me not to talk, give her name, because she's very upset. And she was in tears. I said, but you have your job. Why are the, why the problem? You can't understand, Jeff. All of my friends who yeah. I was very close with yeah. at the radio station yeah. are gone. This- Let's just say a lot of severance checks have been written out in the last few days that I heard, I'm sure. And I will tell you from what I... Bill, did you go ahead? I'm sorry. No, I I was just going to say here in Indianapolis, it was just the opposite. People on the other radio stations, Facebook, Twitter, were very vocal, and even on the ear. I know that the fan were very vocal that these people had been let go and what a shame and what a loss for the market and they believe that there should be more than just one sports station that you know another voice needs to be heard and when people are doing right. a good job you're talking that, about people's lives and their families and you know well I mean, that's the problem the guy one of the guys got laid off in albany his name is randy mccartan i knew him well i talked to him occasionally i met him through the person i, I talked to who uh, was not laid off and he has a wife he has a family he came here from wisconsin almost 20 years ago you know it's it's one thing to say well get another job but as you get older now if you're, if you're in your 50s and 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 you try to get a job you know forget about it i'm sorry to say this I mean, I'm sorry. This is reality. The reality but is age discrimination is very hard to prove, and it's hard it to is. prove. And, and, and radio, one of the things that Bob, you remember because we ta- you've had people who are blind who tried to file against radio stations. The yep. big thing for you working working for for the human rights is is not only that. I can say if I say to you, but Bill, you mind if I use you as an example, Bill? No, no that's I, fine. I, okay, hey, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm running my radio station, and you come to me for a job, and I say, well, I'm sorry, Bill, you're not suitable. You can't fight discrimination charges on that on those grounds. I have a right as program director to determine who my talent should be, and if I say you're right. not suitable, you can't really fight that in the in the world of discrimination. It doesn't well, work. That's why none of our complainants won. Because if they filed on sex, age was the most common change format. If they get in a little trouble with with a bunch of people that are complaining, they'll say, okay, well, we're changing from uh, an oldies format to variety hit. There we go. And they'll Uh, say, uh, you know, we need new DJs for variety hit. And, you know, that's what they they can do that way. And here's Ironically, the other part of you that. say that, but 1260 did eventually veer to sports. Okay. And um, they went away from rock in the uh, late Yeah, 80s there you go. See, so whatever you do, if you do something different enough, then everybody's yeah. going to go. Then you can't claim anything. And, and here's you know, the other part. The Deb Law is older, older, but I'm sure they're getting really younger people, too. Uh, you know, yeah, they are. Well, here's the other Here's the other end yeah. of the coin here. The reason you, they can go to a variety of its format, and what are we seeing on some of these variety of its formats? No announcers. No right. announcers, period. They're jukeboxes <laughs> the with, with commercials. <laughs> Bill, yeah. I don't know what... About time uh, to get to. Okay, go ahead. Do you want to say it, something, Bill? I was going to say it's about time to get to some... I think so. We've been talking for a long time. Real quickly, real quick, just one... This is not a firing and this is not an iHeart, but longtime Dallas sports radio guy, Mike Reiner, announced his retirement last week from Sports Radio 1310, the ticket. He was an original host. He worked in Dallas radio for 40 years with the old rock station, The Zoo, as their morning sports guy, and then KZPS, and then he went on, like I said, from 1994 when the ticket came on. He, up until last Monday, he did the afternoon show, uh, The Hard Line, so he's, he retired, but it was not it was not a layoff, not a firing, not an eye hurt. So. They are owned by Cumulus, so there could be, you know, they might attack. There could be. I mean, they may, some of these companies, like I said before, may pick up other people we don't know. Bill, over to you. All right. Well, we'll see what Jennifer has to say about all these call letter and format changes. 
Hello everyone, I'm Jennifer Sparks and here are your call letter and format changes for the week of January 16th. KLKR 89.3 Elko, Nevada changes format from silent to news talk and adds network provider National Public Radio and adds slogan Nevada Public Radio. KMFY 96.9 Grand Rapids, Minnesota changes network provider from Westwood One Adult Contemporary to Skyview AC KOOO 101.9 La Vista, Nebraska changes format from classic rock to adult hits KOZY 1320 Grand Rapids, Minnesota changes slogan from all classics all the time to all classics all the time AM 1120 93.1 FM KPKK 101.1 Amagosa Valley, Nevada changes slogan from Nevada Talk to Where Nevada Comes to Talk. KSKD 95.9 Livingston, California changes format from silent to regional Mexican and adds slogan La Favorita. KUAO 88.7 North Ogden, Utah changes format from silent to contemporary Christian and adds network provider K-Love and adds slogan K-Love. WCYR 1400 VZ Maine changes format from classic country to CHR and changes slogan from country road banger to hot radio Maine. WEGG 710 Rose Hill, North Carolina changes slogan from Kicks FM 710 AM 100.5 FM to 710.5 AM 100.5 FM Kicks FM WHTP 104.7 Kinnebunkport, Maine changes slogan from Hot 104.7 to Hot Radio, Maine WJKY 1060 Jamestown, Kentucky changes format from sports to adult hits and changes slogan from ESPN Radio 1060 to 106.5 Jack FM. WJYE 1280 Gardner, Maine changes format from oldies to CHR and changes slogan from Fun Oldies 1280 to Hot 104.7. WALK AM 1370 Pachog, New York changes calls to WLID AM. WOFE 98.9 Birdstown, Tennessee changes format from adult contemporary to classic hits and adds slogan 105.7 The Hog. WRAA 13 Blacksburg, Virginia changes city of license from Blacksburg to Luray. WVVB 1410 Kingston, Tennessee changes format from CHR to adult contemporary. WVWF FM 105.1 Waverly, Tennessee changes calls to WVWB FM. WBWRA 
AM 790, Ashland City, Tennessee, changes calls to WVWZ AM, WYHM AM 580, Rockwood, Tennessee, changes calls to WXRH AM, KCK FM 106.9, Florence, Oregon, changes slogan from Coast Radio to 106.9 Coast Radio, KRKY 930, Granby, Colorado, changes slogan from Colorado Ski Country FM to Colorado Ski Country 930 AM and 101.9 FM, KSMT 102.1, Breckenridge, Colorado, changes slogan from the mountain to the mountain, 102. And 102.7. KVRQ 93.3. Mule Shoe, Texas. Changes format from new to classic hits. WAQE FM 97.7. Barron, Wisconsin. Changes format from hot AC to adult contemporary. KBRN 1500. Buerne, Texas. Changes format from regional Mexican to to classic hits. KBZO 1460 Lubbock, Texas changes format from Ranchera to Spanish Sports and changes slogan from Jose to TUDN Deportes. KCVR 1570 Lodi, California changes format from Ranchera to Spanish Sports and adds slogan TUDN Deportes. 100.5 Anana, Texas signs on as KEUTFM. KKAA 1560 Aberdeen South Dakota changes format from silent to country and adds slogan pure country 107.199.9 KQKD 1380 Redfield South Dakota changes format from variety to country and adds slogan pure country 107.199.9 KRCX FM 99.9 Marysville California Changes slogan from Radio Tricolor to La Tricolor, 99.9. KSVE, 1650, El Paso, Texas. Changes format from Regional Mexican to Spanish Sports. And changes slogan from Radio Suavecita to TDUN Deportes. WGTN, 1400, Georgetown, South Carolina. Changes format from country to talk and change his slogan from Coast Country 107.5 to Funny 107.5. WRQR AM 1000 Paris, Tennessee changes calls to WHNY AM WLMY FM 107.9 Williamsport, Pennsylvania changes calls to WOTH FM WYAY 93.7 Georgetown, South Carolina changes format from modern alternative
alternative rock to country and change his slogan from 93.7 The Shark to 93.9 Carolina Country. KIOW 107.3 Forest City, Iowa changes format from AC and Country to Adult Hits. KKOB 780 Albuquerque, New Mexico changes slogan from 770-KKOB to 96.3 News Radio KKOB. KBZU-FM 96.3 Albuquerque, New Mexico changes format from country to news talk and changes slogan from 96.3 FM Nash Icon to 96.3 News Radio and changes calls to KKOB-FM. KLFD 1410 Litchfield, Minnesota changes primary format from AC and country to adult contemporary and adds secondary format country. KMCH 94.7 Manchester, Iowa changes format from AC and country to adult hits. KSRA 960 Salmon, Idaho changes primary format from AC and country to adult contemporary and adds secondary format country. KSRA FM 92.7 Salmon, Idaho changes format from AC and country to adult contemporary. KVSH 940 Valentine, Nebraska changes primary format from AC and country to adult contemporary and adds secondary format country. KVSV 1190 Bloy, Kansas changes primary format from AC and country to adult contemporary and adds secondary format country. WBNT FM 105.5 Oneida, Tennessee changes primary format from AC and country to adult contemporary and adds secondary format country. WBOG 1460 Tamal, Wisconsin changes format from classic hits to country and adds network provider Westwood One Mainstream Country and changes slogan from Cool Gold 1460 WFAY WJXY twelve hundred Atlantic Beach, South Carolina changes slogan from Rejoice twelve hundred to Rejoice one hundred three point five FM and AM twelve hundred WKDK. 1240 Newberry, South Carolina changes format from AC and country to adult contemporary. WOCV 1310 Oneida, Tennessee changes primary format from AC and country to adult contemporary and adds secondary format country. WUDE 106.3 Bolivia, North Carolina changes slogan from the dude to Carolina country 106. 6.3 WUDE 
The following station has signed off the air. KKJJ 88.5 Diamond City, Arkansas. And those are your call letter and format changes for this week for All Things Radio. I'm Jennifer Sparks, wishing all of you a good week. Thank you very much, Jennifer. There was a lot of call letter changes. There were. Yeah, uh, a, lot of cool, a lot of cool lot. Now, town names on, on in the country, and my, one of my favorites came up, Mule Shoe, Texas. There's got to like be a that. story yeah, as to why it's Mule Shoe. Lubbock, Texas. It's just north. It's actually yeah, where, uh, in the area where Gary Stevens, who uh, has been on The Legend, worked right. in that county where Mule Shoe is in Plainview. So. But, I mean, I'd love to hear the story as to how they decided to name it after a Mule Shoe. I hear you. <laughs> but, yeah, but we have one hand, and I have, well, I want to apologize to you, Mike. I know you've been waiting patiently, but this this whole thing about iHeartRadio has been very much uh, a, a, a part of what, what has been going on. So let me get you here, Mike. Go ahead, Mike. Oh, yeah, WYOD is carrying, I understand, uh, I haven't heard it yet, but they plugged at five minutes of Bill O'Reilly in the morning. And one thing IOD's been having a lot of problems with, they're not getting into the computer right where they're getting in late with a lot of their shows, for example, Coast to Coast. And the timing is awful. Yeah, that's some sort of software glitch they have to fix. And, yeah. and, and, yeah, and O'Reilly's doing those five, O'Reilly's doing those five minute commentaries now. Yeah, that's what yeah, he's trying to do. And, and Mike, in deference to what you got to say, IOD is also owned and operated by Heart Media. And when you have staff cutbacks going on right now, some of these software issues should be addressed. I agree. And, you know, they're not yeah. going to be fixed for a while because they have um, people to fix them. So. By, right. um, by the way, Jeff, just to update a story that I've reported earlier on the Jerry Schimmel situation. This should not be any surprise. I learned while Jennifer was doing the call letter and format changes, he was uh, cut by KOA as part of iHeart Reconstruction. Apparently, the broadcasters for baseball teams are employed by the radio station and not the baseball team. Okay. Okay, now we have a, a call from area code 505, and I'm not sure if who it is. This, so let that me, be, uh, that's probably that's Joe. Joe, Ellen. Joe no, probably. A diff- no, a different phone number. Not used oh, to. Is it? Okay. Go ahead, go ahead okay. please. This this is Joey. I'm calling from my son. Hey, phone I was right. Hey, yeah, yeah, all right. Good. So now we got yeah, you. Can't, you, can't, you can't fool Perry. He'll find you. That's right. right. For some for some strange reason, my landline doesn't like this number. <laughs> but anyway, uh-huh. hey, uh, the uh, it's interesting what's happening. In KKOB going from translator to full power at ninety six three and seven seventy still with that frequency, but actually their slogan reflecting the FM rather than AM. I, I realize that is that is a trend in today's yeah. broadcasting. Yep. It certainly is. Um, but uh, the, the other thing is, uh, we'll just re- correct Jennifer that when she said the uh, KO, KKOB was on 780, it is 770. So right. anyone right. who may, right. may, may, may have understood. So thank you, Joe. Let me ask you a question. Do you, do you like talk radio? Not not that much. Just some now and then. I, I, I kind of enjoyed, and I could still pick it up on the internet, but when they when they had uh, Tom Hartman at, at 1350 on the AM dial, it was easy. I used to tune in on that one, but they went, they went into into satellite radio instead and so oh what a bummer but i i don't i don't care for rush Lindvall and of course they now the, the thing about kkob they're <laughs> they're actually doing more local talk shows than than they used to for a while it was it was wall to wall right ring radio but well, I, I bet you prefer if the fm station's more than what classical correct yes uh-huh i kind of figured you'd say that joe Joe, thank you very much. Oh. I appreciate your input. Do you have something more to say? or I, I don't want to cut you off. 
I think he cut himself off. <laughs> he must have. He must have had it said. Uh, <laughs> I, I just yeah. didn't want. I didn't want him to be short. I'm going I'm to unmute Mike here. And Mike Loftus checked in. And then we've got another one, Jeff. Paul Rogers from WHAS in Louisville. Been there over he's, 40 years. Oh, what are they going to do with him? Oh, he's doing the Louisville games. Well, but he's still he, doing. But let me explain this. He will be doing. He will finish doing Louisville games because that's a separate contract right. with IMG and right. Learfield. So he can continue his game, but he will be taken off the air at WHAS. Yes, because he did the morning sports the year I, we right. were there for the convention. He was the morning sports guy, right. which was really cool because, A, I knew his voice from, you know, here I'm having heard him right. doing Louisville. It was just nice, and he did a good job on the morning sports. Right. Hey, my, hey Mike, uh, we've been talking all for the half hour about iHeartMedia. I don't know if you've been listening since the beginning, but it, I don't know if you have any input, but I'd like to get some input if you have anything that you'd like to say. Well, I, you know, what, what can you say? There's a lot of cuts. I'm going to assume some of that was those that were at greater income, but yeah, they're going to implement, I think, some podcasts on their talk shows, and of course I made a prediction, I think, on this podcast about two years ago, that eventually you're going to see things like Kiss FM, where they're going to have mass-produced CHR or classic hits, and I and have I, local the only, I think the only thing that you and I disagree with is the popular as podcasting is, as a full-time format, I don't think it's going to work as a full-time format, and I know that you and I disagree on this. Well, I think it may not be right in the drive times, but you get out of the drive times, then you know it's going to be great for weekends and nights. It's a great way to save money, but go ahead. Yeah, I wanted to comment on, try to explain what's going on here. We're making changes with the podcast, and that's what I've been doing here while the show was airing that beginning tomorrow, each show will have its own feed. And it's so, tomorrow. yeah, well, it'll take some time for iTunes to update. So probably Saturday, Sunday, but here's as best I can tell what's going to happen. So those who listen to all things radio, there'll really be no change. You'll continue with your podcast feed and hear everything. But eventually those who want to listen to the coffee club or sports lounge live, they'll have to subscribe to a separate feed, but each show will have its own feed, which means each show will have its own unique voice commands in uh, Amazon echo and Google home. So that'll make it easier instead of having multiple shows in one feed. So we're going to flip the switch tomorrow and get everything in place. But, uh, uh, of course, you can always go to the website and get the latest feeds from there, or if you need help, uh, Mr. Bill, I'm sure will be glad to help you. But uh, And for those on the Victor stream, Mike, they're going to need to subscribe to to, to the, the individual feed. Right, yes, to that's Sports correct. Lounge. So the All Things Radio is going to stay the same, but you need to subscribe to Sports Lounge Live or the Coffee Club separately. That is correct. Right, okay. Correct. And for those who don't know it, I've talked to Bill about it. I'm, I'm going to have my photograph. My photograph. God knows I might break the camera. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have a photo of me sent to Bill Sparks so he can put some graphics of uh, pictures of us on the web. Um, and my Adriana, my stepdaughter, said she would take a photograph of me and, you know, so I make it look nice. And, and, you, and Mike, you know Jeff, that Ryan can help. make uh, it look nice. I, don't even say that. You're so right, Bill. That's the problem. <laughs> well, no, I, can, I guarantee you nobody wants to see any photo of me. I guarantee <laughs> you. Well, I, you know. 
I'm sorry. Well, that would be Go good. Ahead. Yeah, for Sports Lounge Live, we should have photos of Chris, Sean, and Yeah, and hey, Harry. why not? Why not? No, the Three Stooges. Well, yeah, the Three Stooges plus Robert. Yep. Yeah, you know, it, yeah. it's and time. Then, we, and also, we while we're talking about the changes, of course, we want to remind you, if you don't want to waste your data or you can't on the phone or, you know, just for whatever reason, you can listen to all three of the podcasts at 773-572-3006, option seven for Coffee Club, option eight for All Things Radio, option nine for Sports Lounge Live, and if you can't listen at once, just hang up, call back in from the same phone, it continues from where you left off. So that went effect last third, last Friday. Harry worked, Harry worked very hard on that last Friday. With L, yeah. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I know Mike has a, he has a, he has his hand raised again. So, uh, Jeff, there's been some uh, changes over KSFO. I don't remember the guy's name, but he was he he has hung up his uh, morning show. Brian Sussman. His name is Brian okay. Sussman. I just Brian Sussman. It's too late for my radio news, Mike. I'll talk about it next week. But he did, was not fired by the radio station. He quit on his own because of illness. Yeah, he, oh. uh, his health was not good. Yeah, so apparently that's what, he had health, some sort of health issues. So he had some health issues, Mike. But right. um, and Mike, if you hear about stuff going on in Florida, let me know. You know the feedback line because you, you, you keep your eye on the pulse of radio. Expect you'll see lots of cutbacks in Miami radio as well. So, and I know they're coming. I'll have them next week as well. But if you see oh. any that I haven't heard of, let me know, okay? Okay, sure. And you okay. can also... WLW does so well. Did they get out unscathed or is they, uh, were they hit? They, they I, I know there was a cutback at uh, the What's the Country Station there in Flo- in uh, Miami and then in Cincinnati. WUB. WUBE, UBE. Yeah. And, uh, and there's another company. Uh, KRC. I think it. WKRC got one. KRC lost a lot of board ops and stuff. I read. Ninety-four point one is a country station, and they got a WBE is owned by um, someone else, and they're not owned by iHeart. Okay. I, okay. I know that uh, whatever there was a market where they lost all their weekend people doing classic rock, and I forgot what market that was. That's Q ninety five, wasn't it, Indy? Yeah, yeah Indianapolis lost. lost their weekend people who do classic rock, and I think they lost an after the drop person. I'm not sure about and that. That was the, flat, the old, that's the old flagship of Bob and Tom. Comes it. it still is. Now, what about St. Louis? I didn't yeah. see anyone in that. Market, I didn't see anyone there yeah, either. There I didn't see anyone in New York City uh, except for the one show at WORAM. There was nothing I saw for San Francisco and in Los Angeles. We'll say it one more time. Mark Wallengren, Mike w- Mark Wallengren, who worked with Kim in the morning, Kim and Mark in the morning on KOST. We featured that radio station a few well, quite a while ago. He was let go after 36 years at the station as well. So, and there was no rhyme or reason for how they let, let go of people. In a sense, they wanted to get they want to save money, so they're trying to get rid of. Uh, shows where they have two or three people working on the show. That saves money. I mean, we could go on and on. I could talk about this till the cows come home. So, but we, <laughs> what more could I say, Bill? I mean, it's very upsetting. It was upsetting when I got the phone call from my friend, and it's upsetting because I know people personally who have lost jobs. Well, it's upsetting for those of us who love radio because mm. as giving, we have less reason to listen to radio. radio yep. now. Th- Why do I need a radio when I can go on the internet and I can find news? Yeah. You know, I can find the songs. The- do you I think want, I don't need radio yeah. now? Yeah, go ahead, Bill. Go ahead. Do you think there will ever be a day when, let's say, for example, we had the budget here at the Legend, that there will be would be a local radio service, something like it? Let's say all the people got together or got fired off of um, Fox Sports twelve sixty. I'll just use that as an example, where they could start a radio station with local spots and. Um, commercial. It will happen you if see that stuff. It, it will happen if a consultant says, "I have a great idea to get radio revived. Let's make it live mm-hmm. and local like it used to be." But yeah. some, some big consultant will have to say that this. Well, has to- I think what Bill's saying maybe talk, but music won't work because the way the uh, the, the copyrights are now in the licensing, it penalizes. 
small entities. Right. But you can yeah, well, you yeah, see because a, the more listed, I mean, as Jerry, as the owner of W, uh, the one in Philadelphia on the W, I forgot the station now, the WB, right. yeah, WBE in Philadelphia said it's a poor business model. And I, I, you know, I don't want to go into the finances, but as the more listed you get, <laughs> the more the more money you're, you're going to have to pay. So if you had a million listeners, you wouldn't be able to afford to run the legend no. at, with that kind of listenership. That That's the whole problem with, as, as my, am I correct, Mike? That's that's really yeah. the big well, problem. Well, even a couple thousand listeners, you couldn't afford. Right. And so, but I could see that model eventually happening because yeah. you're seeing more and more that people are being displaced and they have a love for radio like we do. And they say, well, if I can't. Here's, here's the only other way the legend could do it. And here's how they'll save their licensing fees. If the legend were to be a regular low-power FM station, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if it were, then that would cut your licensing fees down and you wouldn't, you wouldn't be penalized for your internet listening. That, that, that's how radio stations can get away with it. But you kind of you kind of sort of see a little bit of what Bill's talking about here, but not much. There's, it's, it's run by the Austin American Statesman, Austin 360 Radio, but it's a lot of podcasts from the people with the newspapers, and they play a little bit of music, but it's yeah, not. Actually, quite a bit of music. It's mainly music. Yeah, they do yeah, a lot. One they here, Boston Herald, Boston Herald Radio uh, has been around for a long time on the Internet, and they had a lot of the uh, talk show hosts their own or people who had done other talk shows around the city. So I'm well, not sure if they're still going, but they were going for a while. Yeah, what, what's the way that's going to happen, what you're talking about, Bill, is the creation of podcast networks, and they are growing. There's a new one that started. It's all female programming because they realize that 50% of women listen to podcasts. So what I could see happening is different from a radio network is an actual podcast network where it builds up, yeah. they get real-world stats, and then they can go get airtime. And right. advertising as well. That's part of the reason yeah. why we're doing what we're doing now with um, the you know the the three different podcasts because people go to look for all things radio they're not finding it under legend oldies you know that particular type of podcast so we have to make it a more individualized thing so when you look for sports lounge sport and you look for that then that falls <clears throat> under that category and people find that on the search but I guess we digress here just a little bit. Oh, we, we never do that. Right. We never, never, <laughs> this is, I mean, this is a really, it's, uh, it's, it's sorry to say, but this is a really important topic because right, it, it, it really affects everyone. Right. And, 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 the, and the damage that was done today, this week by iHeartMedia, and I'm not saying and that they're not the only company that has done this kind of thing. The damage is not going to be easily repaired. No. So that, that's, that's all we can, but, right. Bill, I think it's time for your next feature, but right. I mean, I'm just right. going to say right. that that's all I can say. We're going to, you know, and, and I don't really want to approach this with a downer, but I want to point out to you what a significance this event had in my life. I happened to be going to the University of Southern Indiana, which was located in Evansville, and I had graduated, and I had met a lady there, and it was my very first marriage, and we got married in 1977. So living there, I just got down to college, and everybody in the community was an Evansville Aces basketball fan. I mean, they had just went Division One. They had brought a new coach in from Oral Roberts. He was actually from Pittsburgh. His name was Bobby Watson, very young, energetic, got a lot of blue-chip players from Illinois and some from Indiana, eight freshmen on this team. 
Well, this was their very, you know, the um, very first year they had been a Division Two powerhouse at what two or three national championships. Um, Evansville is a very rich community in basketball tradition, and so. Anyway, this piece is a little bit about how that got started in 1977, how the new coach, what happened on the night of December 13th. I happened to be listening to my radio, and this is where radio was a big part of it. This this changed a whole community. And I also heard this on my scanner. Believe it or not, back in those days, we listened to police scanners. And when they said a plane is down at the airport, nothing was ever the same afterwards. And I'm going to play this piece from you. Um, The people that put this together did a pretty good job. And some of the voices that you hear on here, and one of them will be Mike Blake from WFIE or Channel 14. He was the television voice. He just didn't fly with the team. But another connection that we're going to hear about is Marv Bates, who worked in Evansville and did the Evansville, well, the Aces, but he also did a lot of high school basketball in minor, the triplets, baseball, and he would do a lot of his games by recreation. But anyway, I'm just going to let them tell the story and how this was one of the top five events, events of my life that news events that I was there are a part of, and this was one of them. The hurt, pain, and a sense of loss that resides within all of us now will partially heal in time, I trust. The memories of the loving families and friends and acquaintances that were caught up in the tragedy of December 13th, 1977, will never be forgotten. I feel certain. The chill of another southern Indiana winter fell over the city of Evansville, Indiana in November of 1977. But the excitement of a new college basketball season breathed life into this Midwestern town that had its hopes set on a new era of NCAA promise. The University of Evansville Purple Aces, a school of national basketball prominence in Division II, had just made the leap into the Division I ranks. A fresh, young, charismatic coach by the name of Bobby Watson brought fire and energy to an Aces team that would be comprised of eight new freshman players who were recruited to form the nucleus of a championship program. This dream would never come. On a foggy night in the middle of December, all the hopes of the players and the entire community would come crashing down with the remains of a promising young program scattered along a muddy hillside on the north side of town. And it was a night, uh, it was rainy, it was kind of cold, it wasn't sleeting, but it was just a, it wasn't a good night weather-wise. I come back from covering a game at the stadium, and as soon as I come in the back door where we had parked the news car, I had shot film of that game. Uh, I I come into the newsroom, and my boss, uh, the boss who ran the station, a man named Conrad Kegel, looks at me and he says, it's the aces. And when those words were said, everything changed. Thousands of fans poured into Robert Stadium on the night of November 30th to welcome in a new era of Evansville Aces basketball. The team ran out wearing new white and purple jerseys, replacing the old orange jerseys of the Arad McCutcheon era. This was Bobby Watson's team, and he had his players ready to take on some of the best college athletes in the country. However, Western Kentucky reminded Evansville that this season would be tougher than it seemed, handing the Aces an 82-72 season opening loss. 
The next game would not be any easier, as the team flew to Chicago only to come home with another humbling loss, this time to the DePaul Blue Demons. The magic moment finally came when the Pittsburgh Panthers arrived in Evansville. That night, the Aces secured their first Division I victory, a 90-83 decision that once again renewed the excitement for U of E basketball. A loss to Larry Bird and an Indiana State team that was nationally ranked in the top 10 did not keep the Aces from looking optimistically toward the upcoming schedule, which included a very winnable game against Middle Tennessee State on December 14th. The Aces gathered at Dress Regional Airport on the north side of town on December 13, 1977. And that Tuesday morning, Brian and I had uh, ridden out to Highland Elementary School to observe some elementary school classes. He had a car and I didn't, so we rode out there in his yellow Jeep. And uh, I remember vividly, he, he, you know, I was very interested in the basketball team and, and asking him how the game was going to go that night at Middle Tennessee State, I believe it was. And he said, well, I think we got a few seats on the plane. Um, I obviously couldn't leave with no notice. I had some uh, performance expectations that evening, so I didn't take him up on it. But uh, uh, that's the last time I saw Brian or any of the guys, of course. In previous years, the team would have taken a bus to Murfreesboro, Tennessee. But this year, they traveled on a chartered DC-3 airplane another perk of Division I athletes. In addition to the 14 members of the Aces, 15 other persons would be boarding the plane that night. Among them were Marv Bates, the team's broadcaster and a well-respected man in the community, and Mark Kinesi, a student trainer who aspired to become a professional in his trade. A slight rain fell through the foggy night as the pilots prepared the craft for takeoff. The following sequence of events would lead to one of the worst disasters in NCAA sports history. The plane pitched up at a high angle immediately after takeoff and banked sharply to the left. It clipped tree branches as it tried to gain power while losing altitude. Witnesses to the crash say that the plane began rocking from side to side as it nosedived toward the nearby hillside. Seconds later, the engines revved one last time before the plane smashed into the hill, bursting into pieces as a huge ball of fire exploded at the point of impact. Residents from nearby subdivisions raced toward the crash site minutes after the explosion. The scene that awaited them was grave. Flames spewed from piles of twisted metal. The bodies of the plane's passengers had been launched from the aircraft and were scattered along a muddy embankment that led to a set of railroad tracks. The patrons trudged through knee-deep mud to reach the crash victims. Upon seeing the carrying bags that were strewn amongst the wreckage, they made a grim realization. This plane had been carrying the University of Evansville basketball team. Uh, my wife and I had just gone on to, uh, over to the uh, music hall for a, a music performance uh, that night. Rainy, terrible night weather-wise. And uh, just before the uh, program began, why, uh, Thornton Padberg, who was vice president for student affairs, came up and asked me to come outside and told me that there was a rumor that uh, the uh, plane carrying our team to Tennessee had crashed. I was sitting right behind Dr. Wallace Graves at the University of Evansville's uh, Wheeler Concert Hall. I think, if I remember correctly, it was a Philharmonic String Quartet concert. And in the middle of the first half, one of the U of E vice presidents came in and asked Dr. or whispered something in Dr. Graves' ear, and he turned white and got up immediately and left. And uh, then, of course, at, at intermission in the concert, uh, we heard the news, and a friend and I rushed over to my parents' house about four blocks away uh, to watch the TV coverage that was already beginning. Tragically, only a handful of players were still alive by the time the residents arrived. Of these, only freshman player Greg Smith lived long enough to make it to the hospital, where he was pronounced dead five hours later. 
the bodies of the rest of the team and crew were removed from the wreckage and placed on a train, where they were transported downtown to the community center. A solemn procession of rescue workers and volunteers continued to sift through the wreckage long into the night with expressions of utter shock and amazement etched onto their faces. The next morning, the first stories of the crash hit the press. People woke up to read about the tragedy that had happened the night before. When something like that happens, you there's a terrible sickness in your stomach, and uh, even though you may not have lost a loved one, you were just it. Uh, and I, I I don't want to say that the same magnitude. It was like for Evansville, it was like a 9/11. Uh, granted, not as many people were killed, but it just tears at the at your inner fiber, and you you go, oh my gosh, you just feel. Dear God, how did this happen? Why did it happen? And you couldn't, and it was, it was unfathomable. You know, you couldn't believe that all 29. The news sent shockwaves through a city that was learning of the deaths of their beloved team. At the community center, the scene was solemn. Students and friends gathered in silence to console each other and to share their grief. Assistant coaches Ernie Simpson and Mark Sandy, who were scouting games when the plane crash came to help identify the bodies and comfort the families. After the bodies were cleaned and tentatively identified, the families of the victims came in to see their sons and brothers, husbands and uncles. Clergymen from local churches were on hand to pray for the families and offer any support that was needed. The realization of this tragedy had begun to sink in. Evansville was frozen in time that morning, paralyzed by the loss of 29 great people who had died so suddenly the night before. On December 17th, the city of Evansville gathered in silent sorrow at Robert Stadium, where just weeks before the Aces had taken to the court in youthful exuberance. Now the floor was filled with the family members and close friends of the players who had perished only five days prior. The rest of the stadium was crowded with nearly 5,000 people who came to pay their respects to their lost companions. Only a short time ago, the stadium was filled with raucous fans and students, but now these same individuals sat in awesome silence as the president of the university spoke about the tragedy. His message promised the onlookers that Evansville would rise up from this unspeakable event and that they would be stronger than ever as they carried on the spirit of the University of Evansville Aces 1977 basketball team. After words of condolences from a host of speakers, a misty-eyed crowd joined the Aces symphonic band and concert choir in singing the hymn, O God, Our Help in Ages Past. As the city of Evansville mourned, investigators began pouring into Evansville to decide why and how such a reliable airplane, such as a DC-3, crashed just minutes after takeoff. Crews were brought in to remove the wreckage and document precisely where each piece had lain. Most of the parts were then moved to a nearby airport hangar, while the engines were set off to the manufacturer in North Carolina to undergo a thorough investigation. Detectives began asking for witnesses who either saw or heard the plane while it was in flight over Melody Hills subdivision. The first clue that the detectives received from the witnesses indicated that the plane clipped a few tree branches on Twickingham Drive, one block away from the University of Evansville's athletic director, Jim Byers. About the plane was supposed to have departed around 4 o'clock, I think 4 or 4.30 in the afternoon. And so I just assumed that the plane had already uh, departed from Evansville. And uh, so I, after got through in the office, I went home for dinner and I came back to the office and I uh, got back in about 7 o'clock and then uh, was two months later, I guess, can't remember exactly, it was eight or um, uh, sometime in, in uh, between 7.30 and 8.30, I got the call, and I didn't believe it. One witness said she saw the plane rocking from side to side before it disappeared behind a hill. 
Seconds later, she heard the engines rev and then a muffled explosion. Other witnesses came forward to give their accounts of the crash, but none of their testimonies led to any definite conclusions. No one was able to identify the plane's flight path from the time it passed over the subdivision until just moments before it crashed. Control tower employees were able to offer their insight on the crash as well. One said that the plane had taken off at an extremely sharp angle and banked left into the fog too quickly. Perhaps the best witness to the crash was Robert D. Wood, who was working as a supervisor for Allegheny Airlines that night when the plane passed over his office. He testified that the plane took off at an unusually steep angle with the left wing banked about 45 degrees. The plane moved to the left toward the nearby Sunset Cemetery, which was located on a hill. In an attempt to avoid the hill, Wood said that the plane pitched upward and disappeared into a cloud. Seconds later, the plane reappeared through the clouds in a nosedive before leveling off and turning left, disappearing from Wood's sight. Wood began to go back into his office but stopped when he saw the plane's landing lights and the craft moving toward the east-west runway in an apparent attempt to land the craft. Seconds later, the engine noise increased and the plane struck the hill, bursting into flames. Wood's testimony, given at the executive end during a three-day conference to determine why the plane crashed, provided the most detailed account of the plane during its fatal flight. The conference, while providing multiple theories that could have led to the crash, was not able to give the public a conclusive and certain explanation. This didn't come until August 17, 1978, when the National Transportation Safety Board finally made its long-awaited report to the public. The report cited two reasons for the plane's demise. The first was the crew's failure to remove external control locks from the rudder and right aileron of the plane. The locks, which were put on to prevent wind gusts from damaging the plane on the ground, were not removed by the co-pilot prior to takeoff, as evidenced by the presence of the two locks at the crash site. Failure to remove them most likely made it difficult for the pilot to control the plane once it took off. The report cited the failure to properly load the passenger's luggage as the second reason the plane crashed. Witnesses who saw the luggage being loaded said that aside from a few small clothing bags, the rest of the items were stored in the rear compartment of the plane. This uneven distribution of weight in the plane was the cause of its unusual upward pitch at the onset of the flight, officials concluded. The combination of this steep climb and the pilot's inability to regain complete control of the plane were officially named the cause of the crash nearly nine months after the tragedy occurred. Gradually, Evansville was able to pick up the pieces and move forward after the crash. But uh, in January, uh, suddenly uh, the mayor of Pittsburgh got in touch with us and said he was sending the, uh, the professional football team uh, in to play a basketball game against our alumni. Uh, and also he was sending a ping pong champion that uh, lived there. And, uh, quite a show, actually. And so we did that, and it, uh, it was such fun that it uh, sort of dispelled the pall that had been hanging over Robert Stadium. As the sting of such a terrible loss began to fade, the university started to think of ways to honor their fallen companions. The agreement was to fund a memorial that would be erected in Evansville to honor the victims of the crash. Money began to pour in from around the country to support the school as it endured a painful rebuilding process. The memorial that now stands on the University of Evansville campus continues to celebrate the lives of those young teammates, coaches, and avid supporters. And yet today, 30 years after that fateful night, the university continues to thrive in this Midwestern town, and its basketball program is once again on the rise. But for the people who were in Evansville on December 13, 1977, the memories of that night will live on forever in their hearts. In closing, Dr. Graves, let us pick up the ashes of the broken dreams, hopes, and the goals of the basketball program. Let us dedicate our future success to Bobby, 
The team and the others who believed so strongly in those dreams and gave their lives in the pursuit of them. Actually, in 1977. Didn't you say there was a book about that? Yeah, it's called We Rise, and you can get it on at least Audible, I know, and Amazon Kindle. I don't know if it's made Bard yet, but it's called We Rise. And no, it's actually called We Will. Oh, We Will is all right. And then Mark Bates, you talked about Bill. Didn't you? You've done him before in the podcast. Yes, we did. We did do Marbets yeah. at one time. But. That, the biggest, the other two tragedies that everybody remembers in college sports in 1970, both the Marshall University football team and the Wichita State football teams were killed back-to-back in uh, crashes. Uh, That's correct. Saturday. And then, and then later on, I know Oklahoma the one, Sean, State. you and I would remember would be Oklahoma State. That's right. Yeah, like 2000. Uh, it was yeah, it was in the early two, it was in the early two thousands that had That's players. Right. And Chris, it seems to me on that Marshall University one, I remember because the the uh, the coach was killed and and he had a family and and I think the daughter, the oldest daughter, one of the and because hit the coach and his wife were killed, I think in that crash. And they made a movie recently about it called We Are Marshalls. 
And, yeah, and, that was a, and that's a very good movie. If you've not seen it, right. that's a very good movie. That the daughter raised those kids because the, 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 the parents were killed in that plane crash. That's okay. In 1961, the U.S. figure skating team was all killed in a, in a big uh, plane crash, too. And, but another thing, to, just to tell you, I have heard, I've only heard it once or twice, but Pro Sport does, have, you know, they're using charters, and anything can happen to anything. They're very good planes, and, you know, everybody's got a charter now. If something happens like that, there are plans within the leagues to reconstitute, probably taking people from your farm system, uh, maybe have an expansion draft. You know, if X team is no longer around, they will reconstitute the team, maybe not that year, but certainly for the next year, there will be such and such team, and we hope it never, we, we never have to find out about it. During the Olympics, uh, during the time of the Olympics at all, Chris, if I remember correctly, I'm I, think not I think it was 61. I think it was early 61, and it was the, the World Championships. They were going to wherever the World Championships were, but it was very promising figure skating. We always had a good figure skating team, and, and they, had uh, they were won the 60 gold, They had won the yes. gold medal in 60 in the 60 Olympics. And there were that's no, right. Yeah. And there right. were many local, many local people. That's why I remember it. I was only 11. So I wasn't paying attention and, to figure skating, but there were many local people here because that was a big, obviously, figure skating area, you know, as we know, like Nancy Carrigan. And, was from this area. And, radi- and radio and TV coverage of these events, I mean, even with Oklahoma State, like I said, I think they were, I mean, even with the Oklahoma State trip, I mean, they played, like I said, a lot of, you know, a lot of good, you know, lot, and, you know in getting the information you talk about, I mean, and it's, you know, we talk about, we've talked about the cutbacks in radio and people don't need it, but tragedies like what we just heard about with Evansville, what we're talking about with Marshall, Wichita State, Oklahoma State, the figure skating, that's where... Yeah, you know, and it, remi- it reminds you too of the uh, of the Buddy Holly. It reminds you of the Buddy Holly situation too, because that was just on a takeoff too, on a night a terrible uh, clear, weather night clear, as well. In Clear Lake, Lake, Iowa. Iowa. Clear yeah. Lake, Iowa. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The, other, the only thing yeah. I could say is it's horrible, and uh, and you know what more can you say about it, Chris? Uh, it just uh, just a horrible thing. I remember well, the, the circle it the- circle it back to radio. Of course, the radio station that aired all those games, ninety one point five WUEV, owned by the university, uh, which is recently transferred to Kayla or not Kayla but uh, Way FM on November 26th so and WGBF Mike who carried actually they were carried on three different frequencies at that time when I lived there 1280 WGBF and 1400 WROZ and the guy that broadcast on W drove to the game instead of flying down with the team and of course he was able to survive but wow. there was no game. But Evansville did. We will rise. They were back in the NCAA within four years. Yes, um, they were. So I remember BC well, going there and playing an NIT game against them in like second or third round in '88. And what a lively crowd it was! It was really one of those places you just knew it was a really hotbed of basketball. BC won the game in '88, but there was a, a, a fun game to listen to. The crowd was into it, and a close game, and BC was managed well, to win. Jerry Sloan well, here's the other the, thing, you know, yeah. we're talk about fate. Um, in '19, when Buddy Holly was killed in '59, Waylon Jennings was supposed to go on that plane. Yes. And he yes. did, and they gave up his seat to the big bopper. To the big That's bopper, right. and, and Richie yep. Valens, who who was deathly afraid of flying, didn't want to fly that day. He he thought he he had a premonition that that there would be something wrong, and unfortunately, it happened. He was so right. Yeah, it was and right. There was a story about Waylon Jennings told the big. He goes, "What? So, hope your hope your plane crashes. Hope your bus wrecks, or some back and forth banter." Yeah, they were just goofing it, around. But his buddy, how, I mean, uh, Big Bopper had a really bad cold. That's why he wanted to fly. And I saw this from the night of Leonard Skinnerd. Um, Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, that too. And in the 
Steve, I remember the Steve Ray Vaughn one August 27th, 1990, when they went down in Wisconsin. Well, yeah, that was the other. Yeah, I remember. And then that. Pat, that we can't. We're going to get all the country fans mad if we don't mention Patsy Cline, Hawkshaw Hawkins, and Cowboy Copas. And let's not forget about Jim Reeves, who was uh, who was killed. Yes. And I was I'm, I wasn't quite sure where he was going. I, I I heard he was trying to look for Patsy Cline's plane. I don't know if that was true or not. No, no, no. He it was August of '64 when he died. So it, it, yeah, and, uh, yeah, she died in March of '63. Yeah. So okay, but yeah. he, and then, he and then Rick Nelson on New Year's Eve. Of yeah, that was uh, that was an interesting event also. And I remember hearing that on short wave because I happened to be listening to CFCF in Canada. Oh yeah, and, you know oh, wow. I, I know we, I know Tim. We can worry. list all the plane crashes oh, that ever happened, but <laughs> you know. Hey, uh, Tim, don't worry about. It. We'll we'll get to you eventually. <laughs> By next week, yeah. at least, Tim. But seriously, it was a. I would suggest that we will rise and just type those keywords in. It's just a wonderfully written book, very compelling, and it just, um, you know, like I said, I lived it. I was there. The right, the church right next to the plane crash was where I, we went to, and I was married in that church. So it, we were deep in the fabric of the community, and it was something you just won't forget. Like oh, I no, said, you Marshall and... You know, but anyway, that's why I wanted to show that how radio did really stood up then. I mean, you're not going to have the, you know, news teams like um, they were. And that's when local television was starting to really start to come into its own, you know, back at that time. But it was still local radio. Yeah, AM was king still then, especially the market that size. And it was... Something else, but Jeff, I guess maybe you've got a. Uh, well, a f- one of the things that, that that bothers me about radio, and it doesn't bother, voice tracking doesn't bother me. That's not the issue. Um, you'll find that out at WPYX in Albany. What bothers me is that if you're going to do voice tracking, try to match the name of the the, the announcer's voice with the with with the voice person doing the voice tracking, which they didn't do on Pix 106. Um, but you know what we're seeing in radio with these air checks that I'm showing, and I try to keep my featured station as current radio stations. And is that radio is definitely a different animal. So when you hear the station in South Carolina, W, uh, the station in Greenville, South Carolina, and you hear the one in Albany, New York, you'll see voice tracking and you'll see a station that has no announcers. Man, we can do that here on the Internet. (laughs) Well, let's see what it sounds like. Yeah. This week, we're traveling to Greenville, South Carolina and Albany, New York. In Greenville, South Carolina, iHeartMedia made changes to radio station WMYI-FM. They dropped the adult hits format in favor of variety hits. Next, let's travel to the capital of New York, Albany, New York, and listen to radio station WPYX-FM. And because this week's All Things Radio broadcast is edition number 518, 518 is the area code for Albany, New York. So let's listen to Albany's classic rock radio station, WPYX-FM, also owned and operated by iHeartMedia with classic rock. So without further ado, sit back and enjoy these two radio stations on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. Hey, live a little. Dance like no one's going to put it on YouTube. (laughs) Good luck with that. 102.5, The Lake. The new 102.5 The Lake. And this is what we do. I think this is 
the beginning of a beautiful friendship. WMYI, Hendersonville, Greenville, Spartanburg, 102.5 The Lake. The F States We Play Anything Station. The Lake. We play anything. The Lake, we know that music makes you happy. It makes us happy, too. Good thing we're BFFs, huh? 102.5 The Lake. We play anything. At 102.5 The Lake, we found a way to make you not notice commercial breaks. Welcome to 102.5 The Lake. The Upstate's We Play Anything station. The Lake. Been there. Going back. The Lake. You never know what you'll hear next. The Lake. We're pausing now, but don't worry, it's only monetary. I mean momentary. Another song Radio Forgot. Huh? (sighs) But we didn't. 102.5 The Lake. We play anything. We're the new 102.5 The Lake. The Upstate's We Play Anything Station. At 102.5 The Lake, we're grasping at straws and hoping they're attached to margaritas. The Lake. If you listen to all the commercials, maybe we'll stop for ice cream. 102.5 The Lake. It's all about the variety. At 102.5 The Lake, we don't know what we're going to play until we hear it too. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Here we go. Here we go. The Lake. We're going to keep an eye out for the cops. You listen to these commercials. All Things Radio. Pick 
106. Lots of winning going on around here, including your chance to win $1,000 16 times a weekday rocking the bank. With a chance to have some of those holiday bills that may be piled up. Over the last month or so, listen for the text to win keywords. When you hear them, text them to 200-200. You'll get a text back confirming your entry was received. It is your chance to grab your share of $80,000 a week. Everything you need to know along with contest times at our website right now. Keyword contest. The perfect soundtrack for that weekend honeydew list. But let's be honest, you're not going to get anything done, are you? No, 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 no. Yeah, keep rocking. Picks 106. Classic Rock Picks 106. Maximum Classic Rock Picks 106. One. Two, one, two, Period. Capital 
Meadowlands Classic Rock, Picks 106. On a Saturday afternoon, another long set here, back-to-back rush. That is free will. Uh, how you doing? B-Man John Bolio getting settled in here for the Saturday afternoon here in the B-Man Cave in the Out of Control Room at the uh, Rock and Roll Radio Station Ranch. And, of course, sad news uh, coming out yesterday. Neil Peart, the drummer for Rush, passing away at the age of 67, brain cancer, which apparently he's had for a couple of years. A family reporting this uh, and his uh, publicist as well for the family. Uh, apparently it was Tuesday in Santa Monica, California. Really sad news. Um, the first the first of the year that really kind of hits me home. One of my favorite drummers, Neil Peart of Rush, and dead at the age of 67. Mm. All right, we're going to be rolling through this Saturday afternoon. Come on in, hang out a while. Well, there you go. Two very different radio stations with very different formats. We started things off by listening to radio station WMYI-FM with their variety of its formats from Greenville, South Carolina. And we concluded things by listening to radio station WPYX-FM from Albany, New York with Classic Rock. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the show, why don't let me know about it by email or voicemail. The email address here is Jeff. That's J-E-F-F, Jeff at allthingsradio.net. Or you can call that feedback line at 800-693-0595. That's 800-693-0595. And on option two for the podcast team. For All Things Radio Live, I'm Jeff Bennett. Well, Jeff. Well, did you guys figure out the mistake that was made at the voice tracking near the end? Well, the first one was a woman, and she sounded like she was doing the show when she was talking about the contest, and then the guy came in, and they never announced uh, a new show, you know? Well, so they had another guy. The, 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 jocks. Okay. The mistake was, there was two different jocks. The mistake was this. Oh, yeah. At the end of the, the last break, where, you, where he was talking about Rush, the, the ID should have said, yeah. picks 106 with the radio announcer who's doing the voice tracking, but they didn't put the right person in the computer, so that that, that was the big mistake. Um, uh, other than that, that, that was the, the big mistake. The other mistake is when they go from one hour to another, sometimes there's a pause. That's yeah. that, that that's uh, on all the stations that I hear. I like I like the one on the first. The, the funny drop-ins on the first one, though. Like if if you listen to these commercials, maybe we'll stop for ice cream. And uh, well, you know, I, I, we're grasping at straws. Yeah. I hope they're attached to margaritas. You know, some of that stuff. And was from good. what I heard of that, from what I heard of that first one, it was almost more. I consider it more of a classic hit station than a variety because it was mainly seventies and eighties. Yeah, I recognize more, most songs on all both air check, and that never happened. Oh right? yeah. Well, I liked that. Yeah, Picks 106, even though it's classic rock, they did throw in older stuff like Led Zeppelin's Stairway to Heaven and, yeah. And, yeah. and some of the older stuff. Well, yeah, most of your classic rock stations will play Led Zeppelin. At least around here, you'll hear but, them play. But, Sean, the that. big problem with classic, with album rock today is it's not album rock. You know, it, Chris can tell you because he listened to, if he might have heard WBCN at some point. Oh, when, they sure. Charles, when they had Charles Lockwoodera. Yeah, Lockwoodera and, and all and those some guys. Of the yeah. on those Bradley things. J Man. actually worked at the, we've talked about him, he worked at BCN and, at one point. And, and what I'm and trying even, to say, but what I'm trying to say, hold on, one second, Sean. I'm, I'll let you go. I'm, I just want to say the point is, is that they could play what they wanted. They played off the wall cuts. They played unfamiliar yep. material as well as familiar yeah. material. Today, you don't see that anymore. That's that's no, all no. you don't. You don't. Because I, I grew up, you know, in the '70s and '80s, and I listened to a lot of rock radio. And like right now, right, in the '80s, I mean, Bruce Springsteen. You heard some of his older stuff on rock on album rock radio, but Born in the USA was more played on your CHR stations. You didn't hear that like on a 99.5 in San Antonio or Q102 in Dallas. You didn't you didn't hear that a lot. Uh, you heard more, I mean, you heard your Les Zeppelin, his Easy Top, stuff like that, but you didn't, you know, there's yeah, a couple things I, you're like, I agree, okay, and that, but, but uh, again,
again is I was I was at a lecture at the Museum of Broadcasting in New York City with Scott Muti. He's a radio announcer, worked at WNEWFM, and he said, yep. I, I love freeform radio, but if you're going to make money at a radio station, and we, let's face it, we have to make money in order to exist. Play some freeform cuts, but you also have to mix in lots of familiar listeners because if you play nothing but yeah. unfamiliar stuff, you won't have any listeners. That's right. Do you want to say something, Chris? I'm yeah, sorry. well, all I was, was going to say is one thing I think the mistake that they might be making, and I hear it, I go by ZLX once in a while, and that's our classic rock station, and I don't recognize very much. And I think they need to kind of, you know, make sure that they skew toward, you know, if you're going to call it classic hits or classic rock, make it classic hits and classic rock. And it doesn't mean you can't play anything modern, but really emphasize the 70s and the 80s the, and the late 50s that people remember, you know? Yeah, and part of the problem is that they tr- they have to get, keep some younger listeners because, unfortunately, well, the, us old the guys, audience is getting older. Unfortunately, all, so, us, us old guys don't buy as much. Young right. people, people are more willing. People born in their 70s are hitting the 50s in this decade, so they got to move it up. Yeah, I know. Well, what, I'm, what I'm thinking, though, know. is if they don't call it classic rock because it's not, you know? I, I agree. But we do, we do have Mahalo. Okay, I'm sorry, Sean, but I, I don't mean to interrupt you, but we do have Mike. I just want to let you know we do we do recognize that your hand is raised. Go ahead, Sean. All right, but my point is also, in 1982 on an album rock radio station, you wouldn't have heard uh, Journey Faithfully. But now, if you go to classic rock stations, you'll hear Journey Faithfully or Open Arms. You know, you'd hear... Uh, you hear a certain journey song, but you wouldn't you wouldn't hear like a ballad. That would be more for your, you know, you hear. I mean, and yeah, you play the familiar hits, but you had your familiar rock hits that you worked. That's then, certainly and true. Like okay, yeah. But you know, like for example, I mean, I like obscure, crazy stuff that you don't hear on the radio anymore. Uh, Buck but Sher- radio was I like, different. But I, won't go into, I won't go into their stuff because I radio like. Radio was Buck different in '68 and '82, though. In '68, it was a lot more. That's true. Uh, Mike, hold on. Let me let me get you on. Let me get you on, Mike. Go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. All right. Uh, you know, we had a station down here, uh, WSHE, which which was, she's only rock and roll, and they tried a lot of things. And one time they were playing a thing called Elvis to Elvis, where they would play everything. In fact, I'm hearing now people are saying, oh, I like the Beatles. Then they do just soft rock. I mean, people don't know what they're listening to in radio today. Even in the classic rock stations, you hear the same songs over and over and over again. That's, uh, that's the yeah, problem that's the with, uh, with, with the format radio. You're going to find that's that right. on... On, on Urban Contemporary, you're going to find that on um, whatever yeah. format, whatever format you want to listen to. Bill, I'm going to yeah. turn it over to you. So I got to, I got to get some, I got to get some coffee in me or something here. But let me, let me turn it over to you, Bill. Jeff, you're supposed to take it easy on that easy bold. You well, know that. He, he wants to the, be up to listen to the news on WINS at four in the morning. Right. He can't, he can't. Miss you it. know that the last week was my birthday, and I, we, we I, and, and my daughter said to me, "I was going to get you a radio, but you already have enough radios." <laughs> yeah, he's hey, Thank you. Thanks. Go ahead, Bill. I, I guess we'll we'll wrap up, but we're gonna. Jeff, what do you got lined up for your classic? Well, we have uh, uh, air check of radio station WYNY. It was owned and operated by uh, the National Broadcasting Company at one point. It used to be WNBC-FM. We're going to hear Ed Bear. And I call him a utility announcer. I don't know if you guys know what I mean. He's an announcer yeah, who could exactly, do any format. Exactly. If, if, if it was a classical station, he could do classical. If it was country, he could do country. He did country at WHN. Yeah, that's, I remember that name. Yeah. Any format, and, any shift. Any format, well, any man. shift. And he was a pleasant guy. I got to meet him. I got to talk to him over uh, years and years and years ago. He passed away in 2019 at the age of 80, and he was a very, very nice guy. There's and a guy on FAN that's like that, Richard Neer. Apparently, yes, he played music fact, on 
on WNEWFM, I think he said, right? Right, and as a matter of fact, his brother and I were, uh, were in the same dorm, uh, in the same dorm uh, at Syracuse. You have Dan Neer, who's also a radio announcer. Yeah, he's a very we good this... sport, uh, sports talk show host. Who does and a he's a job. very nice, and Dick Neer was a very nice, I got to meet him at Syracuse University when he visited his brother. So, Bill, I'm going to turn it over to you. Well, Thank you all for uh, putting up with me. Thanks, everybody, for all your contributions and... People will think it's Sports Times Live. We went into so much overtime tonight. The only other thing is, uh, for Mike, Mike, I have to clean it up and do some work on it. I do have an air check of WFUN from 1974 with Awana Johnny. Oh, my God. I can't can't believe I actually have that. But And some other people on the station. I'm going to try to get that in the next few weeks. Get some coffee, Jeff. Get some coffee, Jeff. Thank you, Bill. He's definitely falling asleep. You can tell. Yeah. (laughs) All right. See ya. This week, I'm going to trip back in time to 1980 as we listen to radio station WYNY-FM in New York City. The radio announcer we're going to hear is Ed Bear, who passed away in 2019 at the age of 80. Ed Bear was one of those utility radio announcers. He could do any format, whether it would be rock or country or classical, whatever. He came to New York in 1960 after working at radio station WICC in Bridgeport, Connecticut. He was the mainstay weekend and fill-in host at radio station WMCA-AM. He also worked at radio station WHN-AM in New York City under its country format, as well as WHUDFM in Peekskill, New York. So without further ado, why don't sit back and enjoy Ed Bear on WYNY-FM from New York City on this week's edition of All Things Radio Live. minutes before eight let's say good morning to richmond staten island you're looking pretty good Details on the wrap-up of the Democratic Convention last night at the Garden, coming your way at 8 o'clock. So I send you to sleep after the loving. New York 97, WYNY. Just after 8 o'clock on WYNY New York, and Jack Welby has news. A 79 degrees under cloudy skies in New York, Ed. Good morning, I'm Jack Welby, WYNY News. The news is being brought to you by Highland Volkswagen in Staten Island. 79 degrees, cloudy skies in Manhattan this morning. The news has been brought to you by Highland Volkswagen of Staten Island, the automobile dealership for people. I'm Jack Welby, WYNY News. The music continues now with Ed Bear for Dan Daniel on New York 97, WYNY. New York 97 WYNY 808 on a Friday morning Ed Bear for Dan Daniel on the subways the number 6 trains are now back to normal but 10 minute delays on Manhattan bound N trains this morning from Brooklyn 10 minute delays Manhattan bound N trains from Brooklyn on Conrail 5 to 10 minute delays on both the Harlem and the Hudson lines due to signal trouble that's the story on the rails let's get the story on the road shadow traffic and here's GW Foreman this is GW Foreman with shadow traffic now over to Metro Weather at JFK and Patrick
Gargano. Right now, Ed, we have 76 at Nyack, 79, Howard Beach, Queens, cloudy. Okay, Pat, in New York, 79, under cloudy skies. And in the hills of northern New Jersey, there is a chain of men's and boys' shops that's worth taking a little drive to. It's called Jack's, and their stores are in Ringwood, Milan, and Vernon. Now, what's so special about Jack's? Well, if you're looking for a brand-name suit like Nino Ceruti, Givenchy, Johnny Carson, or Botany 500, you might find it at one of the mall stores, but you'd probably pay lots of money for it. Or you might buy it at one of the big discount outlets. But the salespeople may not do much more than ring up the sale. That's no way to buy a suit. The way to buy a suit is to go to Jack's, where you're attended to like a gentleman, but still spend less than you normally would. Jack's always has the latest looks in shirts, slacks, jeans, jackets, coats, you name it. Jack's makes it worth taking a ride. Of course, if you already live up that way, you're in luck. That's Jack's at the Fieldstone Park Shopping Center on Skyline Drive in Ringwood, Meadtown Shopping Center on Route 23 in Kinelon, and Vernon Valley Plaza Shopping Center on Route 515 in Vernon. Morning to you in Mount Pleasant, New York. I'm glad you could be with us here on a Friday morning. I was sitting all alone, watching WYNY, 8.15, cloudy, 79 degrees, a few showers, maybe a thunder shower into the afternoon in the mid-80s. The weekend doesn't look too bad. Sunday's going to be an excellent day for the beach. We'll see you there. WYNY. It's 821 now on this Friday morning, 79 degrees under cloudy skies. Say count on Barnes & Noble to bring you one of the year's most important novels at one of the year's best prices. The book is The Fifth Horseman, the first work of fiction by Larry Collins and Domenico Lapierre, authors of Is Paris Burning? And it's on sale right now at all Barnes & Noble discount bookstores for just $9.50 instead of its published price of $13.95. The Fifth Horseman is the story of New York City held hostage under the threat of nuclear destruction by Libyan Colonel Gaddafi in exchange for the establishment of an autonomous Palestinian state. Combining historical fact with terrifying fiction and ranging from the streets of Brooklyn to the deserts of Libya, The Fifth Horseman is a riveting exercise in suspense and human drama. Pick up your copy of The Fifth Horseman for only $9.50 at any Barnes & Noble discount bookstore, including 3rd Avenue and 47th Street, 7th Avenue and 33rd Street, and of course the Barnes & Noble Sale Annex at 5th Avenue and 18th Street. Barnes and Noble, of course, of course. We're digging in. We're digging in. America's digging into pleasures. Make every day a holiday. Whenever you're digging into pleasures. Hi, honey, I'm home. What a day. Is it our anniversary? Uh, uh, your birthday. Your mother's coming. Nothing special, Harold. Yeah? Then why the planner's nuts? Hey, Chipper had puppies. Oh, no. Well, the lottery. So planner's bad. nuts aren't just for special occasions. They make any occasion special. So dig into planter's crunchy, fresh-roasted flavor anytime and brighten up any day. So quick the violin.
Planters Nuts, the special snack that makes ordinary occasions special. delays on the Harlem and Hudson lines of Conrail due to signal trouble. On the subways, the number six trains are back to normal, but ten-minute delays on Manhattan-bound N trains from Brooklyn. Everything else looks pretty good. New York 97, WYNY. Ed Bear for the vacationing Dan Daniel on a Friday morning. President Carter has asked Senator Ted Kennedy for his help. Mitch Levy will have all the details in just a couple of minutes on the news at 8.30, along with shadow traffic. You are so beautiful. New York 97, WYNY. It's 8.30 on a Friday morning and time for news. Here's Mitch Levy. And it's 79 degrees under cloudy skies in New York. I'm Mitch Levy, WYNY News. Now more music and Ed Bear for Dan Daniel on New York 97, WYNY. Twenty minutes before nine on a Friday morning, and if you're waking up on a cloudy Friday and maybe a little spritzing here and there, you're probably wondering what's going to be for the weekend. And let's find out. Here's Pat Pagano with some metro weather. Morning, Pat. Well, good morning, Ed. We just took a look at the latest weather radar. It shows quite a bit of rain all through the entire state of Pennsylvania moving this way. So we still have some rain to get through today. But I thought we'd take a look at the various recreational activities for the weekend. You're planning to be in the mountains this weekend. Cloudy by day in the seventies. Partly cloudy, chilly at night, so pack along the sweater and the jacket. 40s and 50s in the mountains overnight. Beach conditions tomorrow will be cool and windy and blustery. A better day will be Sunday, partly sunny and nicer. And for the Mariners, gusty northwest winds tomorrow, 10 to 20 knots. The seas will be choppy, 2 to 4 feet, and the visibility will be unrestricted. Locally, some rain and showers to get through today, then partly cloudy tonight, getting down into the 60s. For Saturday, we start out sunny, then we cloud up in the afternoon be windy 75 to 80 partly sunny breezy pleasant on sunday with highs in the lower 80s right now we have 76 in stanford and 78 in howard beach and i should wish everybody including yourself ed a very very nice weekend thank you pat and you too from all of us thank you ed you're welcome it's 79 degrees in midtown under cloudy skies right now what has been added to volkswagen to again prove it's the right car for today's economy Volkswagen dealers have added an extra year to the warranty coverage of the powertrain on all 1980 gas-powered Volkswagens purchased between now and August 20th. Volkswagen's one-year 20,000-mile limited warranty is doubled on the powertrain to two years 40,000 miles, and it's free. Volkswagen does it again. In New Brunswick, it's Handy Motors. In Fairlawn, visit Central Volkswagen. And in Morristown, see Thompson Volkswagen. I guess this is it. 
We've been together 10 years. That's a lot of drive-ins. Remember when we went through the car wash with the top down? You were the biggest thing in my life. But it's gotten harder to keep our relationship going. It isn't your fault. Times change. Leaded premium gas is hard to find. So I guess this is goodbye. I'll never find another car like you. Getty doesn't think you should part with your car because you can't get gas for it. So for the millions of older cars that are still on the road, Getty sells leaded premium gasoline for a few cents less than most other major leaded premiums. So you can get more miles for your money and still keep that old relationship going strong. Remember, don't waste gasoline. But when you do drive, fill up with Getty Premium. Now Getty and Shadow Traffic are offering close-to-home day your combination ticket price. Good on all Fridays in August. So now Getty saves you money on rides on and off the road, too. tickets to take your family to the Ice Follies Holiday on Ice show at Nassau Coliseum. We'll have details coming up. Well, there you go. A trip back in time as we listen to the late Ed Bear on radio station WYNY from New York City in 1980. Now, if you have any comments concerning this part of the program, why don't let me know about it by email or voicemail. For All Things Radio Live, I'm Jeff Bennett. This concludes another All Things Radio Live. Join us every Thursday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern for the latest radio news, interviews, caller questions and comments, station scopes, and more. Visit the show's official website at www.allthingsradio.net and visit the Legend website at legendoldies.com. Join us again next week for another All Things Radio Live on the Worldwide Legend.